Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. In case you hadn't noticed, the world is pretty crazy lately, which makes today's guest so perfect and who I think you will find a welcome respite from all the noise. She is a best-selling author of several books, including Unbinding the Heart and Wake Up to the Joy of You, and she has inspired audiences all over the world. I have no doubt she will do the same for you today as we devote this episode to the mindfulness aspect of this podcast and discuss her brand new book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Welcome, my dear friend, Agapi Stasinopoulos, to the podcast. Thank you so much, my dear Joanne. It's such a pleasure to see you after all these years. I get to at least see you on Zoom. (laughs) I know it's hard to believe that this is year three of this craziness that we've been living in. You know, I, I don't even want to call it the pandemic anymore. It just feels so crazy all the time. It's just a, a, an absolute test in living in the moment because pretty much that's all we can really do, you know, be present in the moment. Uh, if you go into the past or the future, you start to dip and, and you can get overwhelmed by the unknown, actually, you know, because none of us really know how things are unfolding. So true. So I usually start with asking my guests where they're from, but but since you, this is your second time on the show, we'll skip that background and I'll invite anyone who wants to hear that part of your life to listen to episode number four. That's amazing. I can't believe you on episode number four. And now this is episode number 55. But where are where are we where are you today as we're I'm in uh I am in rainy cold New York. And uh, I was uh, born and raised in Athens, Greece, as you can all hear from my accent. Uh, and the last name that Joanne so beautifully pronounced, Tassinopoulos, born and raised and, and a lover of the Greek culture, actually, in every way. So, uh, and we share that love together, Joanne, right? We do. It's, it's one of the, I always talk about different tribes that we're all members of, and we are definitely a member of the Greek tri- tribe. There's definitely a connection there. So let's get right into the book. What made you write this now and, and for whom did you write it? Well, uh, as I uh, always say, this um, uh, inspirations of things we are about to embark, whether it is a book or a project or a script or a a new business, they often uh, come as a, I call it a a divine inspiration moment, you know, and um, I, it came to me, honestly, I, I never thought I would write a book about about prayer. Uh, It came to me at a very specific moment uh, where I had an experience, which I'll tell you about. But before I share that with you, I wanted to share with our listeners that I've had a practice of uh, spiritual um, awakening and, and a path since I was very young. I must say that actually as a teenager, my mother in Greece taught me and my sister yoga and transcendental meditation. So the foundation for my 
uh, spirituality. And by, by spirituality, what I mean, and I want to be very clear about that, I feel we're all spiritual. I mean, that mm -hmm. is the nature of who we are as human beings. That is the nature. If you say, oh, you're so spiritual, well, what else is there? There is the spirit and the matter, and we're all part of the consciousness of that. However, uh, some people are more awakened, some people are more asleep. And so it's more like, where are you waking up to that reality? And uh, to me, it's very, very clear that that is the path we're all on. And for me, that path started very young. Uh, and then later on in Los Angeles, uh, when I was uh, actually went to Los Angeles from London, where I was studying acting, I went to do a movie and the movie didn't work out. It fell through like a usual Hollywood story. And uh, I started to embark in the path of reading endless spiritual books. And one of them that really um, triggered my awakening was a book called The Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Do you know it, Joanne? No, I'm not familiar with that. Oh my God. Oh my God. You, I want you to get that book. <laughs> it, is, it is truly an amazing story of uh, this yogi who was so kind and so loving and so enlightened. And it's a book that has helped so many people awaken. As a matter of fact, Steve Jobs, uh, in his will, in his, um, you know, uh, will of what uh, should happen after he died, he asked um, that that book be given to all the people who are attending his memorial in a wooden box as a gift. Can you believe really? it? Really? Really. I know. The autobiography, it's, it's, a, it's a Bible. It's a Bible of enlightenment. And uh, you, you'll see as you read it, it's a must. So in reading that book uh, and doing hours of yoga when I was in Los Angeles and yearning and longing for connection, being away from my family. I had a spiritual awakening, very specific. Um, it was really a moment of knowing that I was connected to uh, the source. I was connected to consciousness. I was connected to what, for a better, um, for a lack of a better word, God. And, mm -hmm. and I say God is such a small three-letter word to describe the mystical, the transcendent, the um, invisible, and the, and the powers that are um, really all around us and in us. And that's how I define God. It's in us and it's all around us. So that led me to my spiritual path and was my teacher, John Roger, which I met uh, a few years later. Actually, sorry, a few months later. And uh, I started to uh, evoke and I become aware of the light because that's what was my spiritual awakening. And when I would meditate and close my eyes or, or pray or whatever you want to call it, just get more inside myself, I started to see an inner light. Uh, right in the third eye, where they say it's the center of your spirituality, of your spiritual consciousness, mm -hmm. the third eye. And I remember very specifically saying, I will never be alone again, because mm -hmm. that light warmed me and filled me. Now, as I, as I say in my book, um, and, and I've often shared that, 
you think you have a spiritual awakening and then you live happily ever after. But it doesn't work <laughs> that way. You have a spiritual awakening and then you have to do somersaults and leaps of faith to actualize that consciousness in the material world. And um, for me, I had a very difficult time finding my footing in the world, finding my grounding in the world, because the acting that I studied at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts had given me the degree, the, the talent that I had, but I had really no way to make this career happen. So I had a lot of rejections, I had a lot of disappointments, and it took me years to integrate the, the inner light, the soulfulness of Agape, the spirituality of Agape, and the material world of my work, my expression, my creativity, and how to express what was so deep inside my heart. So many years later, I went to the University of Santa Monica and studied psychology and did a lot of healing, a lot of inner healing. I did retreats, I did seminars, I did the university, I got my master's in psychology, and then I embarked in my work, which was the Greek archetypes, the gods and goddesses, and I, did, uh, I started to find my spark, my creativity, and gave myself permission to express my talent, my creativity, without waiting for the world to give me permission or to hire me. That I want to emphasize to all our listeners that so often we wait for others to validate mm -hmm. us. It's true. We wait for others to say, go do this or go ask so-and-so or study that because we don't really trust ourselves. And I understand that because you're young or even if you're older, you feel, oh, now I'm too old. But this is where the leap of faith comes. This is where really spirituality meets um, the, the creativity and the work in the world, because all of us want to have an expression in this world, Joanne, you know, some kind of expression where we feel our gifts that we're growing, we are sharing, we are giving, we are receiving. And so cut to um, many years later, I wrote the book Unbinding the Heart and told my story highly recommend that book because it has the wisdoms of my mother and my path really at that moment was what I call my calling in the world now I'm a very late late bloomer now I'm talking that I was now in my I think um, 50s you know so that if anybody feels oh I'm too old let me tell you I did not really crystallize my uh, calling my purpose what I felt um my anchoring my gift in the world till I was in my 50s, okay? So please do not ever say I'm too old for anything. And at that point, I started to share unconditionally my agape heart. Mm -hmm. As you know, you've been to many of my events. I started to share my wisdom, my, my experiences, my challenges, how I found my confidence, how I overcame my doubts. So I was really um, ruthless and unabashed and just poured it out. And it was the most extraordinarily fulfilling experience I can describe, seeing hundreds and hundreds of people say, oh my God, you spoke straight in my heart, my heart opened up. 
I mean, I've, I see people maybe at an airport and they would say to me, oh my God, I remember six years ago you spoke at this conference and I never forgot what you said about going to do what you want to do without expecting people to give you permission. So I felt, oh my God, this is heaven. And so remember- Actually, Agabi, I think I first met you just as Unbinding the Heart was getting finished. It was 2011, which I can't believe is like 11 years ago now. Yes. But it was just as you were starting to embark on this part of your journey. Exactly. And so, you know, then um, I wrote at Wake Up to the Joy of You and answered a lot of people's questions. And then, you know, you, you go, well, what am I going to write next? I have no idea. <laughs> but... Um, Spirit, you know, the, the spirit, our inner guide, our inner self guides us through these experiences. So if you're having, and I have a great chapter in the book called In Between Times. So if you're, I've had many in between times in my life. I've had many times where it was what you call, it, it's a dry spell, they call it, Joanne, mm -hmm. where you feel nothing is going on and you are like kind of humdi dumdi, groundhog day, you're doing the same thing. Of, <laughs> and if any of you are having that, I, I, you know, I almost feel very moved to, I don't know what chapter is that in between times, but if we found it, I could actually even read you part of it because it's a very, very powerful chapter. And, and, what I discovered is that that waiting time is like fertilizing the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just waiting for the seeds to flourish. You keep planting seeds. You can't go down on yourself. And um, one day, a dear friend, a, a homeopathic um, nutritionist um, friend of mine and also a practitioner came to the house and brought me an amazing book she had written about health. And she said, oh, I hope it does well. And I hope people will read it and get I put so much into this. And I said to her, listen, let's just pray about it. Let's just offer it to God. Let us offer it to spirit. So you don't feel the pressure. You wrote it. You did your work. So we took our hands, placed them on the book, and we said, we ask that the light of the spirit and the creativity and the wealth of information that's in this book will be blessed, will be charged. And that the book will go out and touch all those who need to hear the message. And that, my friend, will be released from the pressure of having to uh, sell the book and market the book, but there will be an, a natural flow with God's blessing. Well, we both cried. We felt this incredible energy that came in. And that's exactly the moment that I said, I must share with people how powerful it is when we, every moment of our lives, in whatever we are about to embark, whatever we are doing, whatever we want more of, we ask for this dynamic spiritual energy that is alive and breathing and well and lives in each human being to be activated, but we must ask. And then it is like the, uh, I call it the tsunami of spirit, opens the gates and moves into the very moment of exactly where we are, unadorned, unabashed, vulnerable. And you make your heart, Joanne, your heart accessible. It takes courage, it takes 
a willingness, but I tell you from the bottom of my heart, it works. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more, but it's, again, I think there's a couple of things in there. You know, one, you talk about in between times, and I think so many of us have felt like that for the last couple of years. You know, like, mm-hmm. where, when are things going to move? When are we going to move forward? But the idea of the prayer is about letting go and trusting. Mm-hmm. Yes, And I think exactly. those are really hard for people at this particular, especially the trust part at this particular point in time. I mean, I think that Edelman trust barometer came out and we're at an all-time low in terms of trust in general. So, so how do you switch that around so people can see how this, how prayer can be incorporated into their daily lives well, in a way that's not um, in that dogmatic type of way. Cause you don't, you make prayer so accessible as you read through this book. I wanted to take prayer off the pedestal. I wanted to take spirituality off the pedestal. I wanted to say, here it is my friends. It is accessible. It is as close to our breath as anything, you know? And so how do you trust? Um, Joanne, if I ask you right now to focus on your breath, and I ask all our listeners, focus on your breath. Now, we take 28,000 breaths a day, but we never really focus on our breath. Mm -hmm. We never really consciously. And every meditation teacher would say, uh, you know, breath is the key and the portal to your calmness, to a different um, brainwave where you can go into theta and delta and the the deeper brain waves. So if I ask you to focus on your breath right now and you feel your breath coming in through the nostrils and you can even put your palm and see if your breath is, you feel your breath exhaling. exhaling. Not if anyone's driving though, only if you're sitting still. Yes, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. (laughs) But you can still focus on your breath. And as you slow down your breath, you start to get calm, you start to get present. And you start to feel that you can go beyond your thoughts and your emotions. So are you trusting that your next breath will be given to you? Because your breath is freely given. Mm-hmm. You go on faith. Great. You kind of trust, but could the next breath be taken from you? Yes. I mean, you and I have seen, uh, I mean, I, I saw my parents take their last breath. Mm-hmm. I saw my they mother. Yeah, they didn't do it. It is like given to you and taken away from you. That to me in itself is the miracle of life, okay? So from then on, becoming aware of, of connecting with that breath, which you go on faith, you go to sleep at night and you go on faith that you wake up in the morning, you know? So in the same way, we are asked, I mean, some, we want to have an experience of the divine, of the higher energy, but we must take the first step. We must take that leap of faith. And the more you do it, which is what happened to me, the more I called in the light, the more I asked my friends to call in the light with me. If I had a um, situation that I was nervous and anxious, and we all get like that, if I was faced with a challenge. Um, If other people would call me and say, 
oh my God, um, my mother was just rushed in the hospital. I've had so many friends whose parents or friends were taken because of COVID in the hospital. And groups and groups will gather and pray. And the power uh, that comes through that, whether you believe it or not, is just extraordinary. I mean, we've saw miracles happen, and I've seen miracles in my life. So there are three keys here. We must ask, we must listen, we must quieten ourselves, and must allow to go beyond the definition, oh, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in something larger than myself. A woman said to me, I don't know who to pray to when she was going through a hard time. And I go, oh my God, let's pray to the 36.2 trillion cells that are making you right now and me and all of us. And we have no idea how we are being created and alive. Honestly, you know, it is so simple. And Thich Nhat Hanh, the 95-year-old monk who just passed away from a stroke, mm -hmm. uh, the amazing French monk, um, he said, everything is a miracle. From the moment you look up in the sky to the moment you wake up, to the way you move your fingers, to your eyes, to your noise, to, to, your, to your voice, everything is, a, you are a miracle and everything is a miracle. And Mark Nepo, the, the well-known poet whom I love, before he starts his events, he asks everybody, does everybody here believe in something larger than themselves? And everybody raises their hand. And he says, well, then I guess we're all mystics. So uh, define it as that. The, uh, uh, the myst I, I, I cannot define God. None of us can define it mm -hmm. because it is so unknown and invisible. But we can have reverence to that something larger than ourselves. And then each one of us, Joanne, carries the blueprint of our soul. So who knows if the next person that we meet might be the person who will help us awaken. Or we are each other's emissaries. We are each other's healers. And that's what I want to reinforce in our conversation today, that my friends, if you knew how much power there is in you by just wishing somebody well, by praying for someone, however, if somebody calls you and says, I'm having a very hard day, such and such happened, and you start to talk to them and try to fix it, don't do that. Just say, let's be quiet for a moment. Close your eyes, put your hands in your heart, and let's ask for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the light. Let's ask for the light to fill you, surround and protect you and help you shift this difficult day. Let us ask for the presence in you, for the soul in you, for the spirit in you. And let me bring my heart, my love, my goodness to you. That's all you have to do. And then wait and then let it come in. That in itself, my friends, can shift your day. It's so, so powerful. You don't have to do it on a Sunday morning uh, at your Sunday best and come in, you know, wearing your best outfit and your hat and your, uh, you know, it's not like that. And I think that's something that I think that's one of the things that I really, so many of the things I loved about this book, but is that you really point out that prayer and your connection to a power greater than yourself does not have to happen in the confines of some predetermined structure someplace. 
Thank you. You can, Thank you can you. pray exactly. when you're sitting on your couch in the, in the living room. And, you can um, pray when you're making your coffee in the morning. People say, oh, I don't like meditating in the morning first thing because I said, okay, well, don't meditate. Just go up and make your coffee and, and say, light, help me. Thank you for this coffee. Thank you for all these people in Colombia who made this coffee. Thank you for this coffee pot. Thank you for this water. There are millions and millions of people who have no water. Thank you for the hot water. Thank you for electricity. You just do one minute of thank you and your heart bursts open do one minute of gratitude and then the mind says oh my god what's going to happen about that and what about that and my son didn't do this oh my god i forgot that and now i've got to go and where are my keys and and i forgot this and and you start to overwhelm yourself and you now bring the energy of overwhelm and anxiety and worry and then you listen to the news and then you listen to the people who don't believe in vaccines and the people who believe in vaccines and they're arguing and now you flooded yourself with a catastrophic thing that's going in the world good luck to have a good day good luck <laughs> good luck <laughs> you've got to be ruthless you've got to take mental dominion of yourself you've got to say to yourself Look in the mirror and say, stop it. Stop it right now. Turn off the news. Turn off the social media. Turn it off. That's what I talk to myself. And my niece says to me, turn it off. At night, I'm scrolling down. I was exhausted. And I said, I was I'm supposed to be this semi-enlightened human being. <laughs> but I'm very human. All of us are very human. So ask for support. My niece is my buddy. She says to me, tonight, put the devices an hour before, half an hour before. We need support, my friends. Don't try to do it alone. If I can give you one message, reach to each other, please. Send me an email, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com, and tell me you are implementing these keys. I've worked all my life to come to this place of knowing what I know, and that I know for sure, that in each one of you lies the golden soul of who you are awaken it share it reach out ask someone who maybe has awakened to their soul to help you you know one of the things and one of the other things that i loved about this book and um i think it's why it will resonate to whoever buys it and i hope everyone who's listening to this does is that kind of what you said, you know, you're supposed to be this enlightened person, but you have your moments too, is that it's very oh. vulnerable. You're not a lot of people who write about this idea of connecting to a higher spirit or what I call very preachy and, and you know, you got to do it just right. Or if you don't say it just this way, it's not going to work. And, and yet you really open your full self as you're telling the stories that precede each of the prayers that you have in here. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure everyone who's listening gets to is that Agape, you've got it organized by sections in the book. Exactly. So you can kind of, you can, you don't have to read the whole thing, you know, cover to cover. You can go to a certain section and just say, okay, you know, I, I'm having a bad day. Let's see, let's, or I'm having a good day and I want more support as well, but it's, it's kind of, it's by categories in there. Exactly. And, and so um, you know, like finding the wisdom in your disappointment, finding failure, uh, reframing failure to your advantage, finding the eye of the hurricane. I mean, we're all in the same process, Joanne. We're all in the same process. And to me, the joy is uh, sharing, like you're sharing it through your podcast, you're sharing it in your life, in your teachings. Everybody has something they can share and everybody has moments in the day where you dip where you feel 
Uh, the worry can take over. Listen, these are powerful energies, the anxieties and the worries that are on the collective unconscious right now. The unhappiness, the depression, the mental health. Our mental health is suffering from everything that's going on. And, and to have a journal by your bedside and a pen, and please write your frustrations and write from your spirit. And I have this phrase that I always say, um, spirit speaks to me, where you say, what do I need to do today to make my, or tomorrow to make my day better? And it might say, well, walk more, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, have more water, um, get up and, and ask for the light to be with you. A very simple thing. Uh, you know, we live in New York, in a we have a beautiful loft apartment. I live with my sister. My niece comes to visit. So, you know, it's very easy to have a day because right now we are not really interacting with people where I might not go out to walk. I do have a treadmill here and I might work out. But literally my spirit has said, you got to get up in the morning and get out of the house and go for a walk around the block. Go get your coffee. Don't make your coffee. Make Now, it's so simple, but it changes your mindset. Now, because so many of us are working from home, it's very easy to get up and go into your emails and your to-do list and, and taking care of your home and your family. And we need to get out. Do you agree with me? I couldn't agree with you more. I, I have days like that sometimes where I get up in the morning and the next thing you know, I'm sitting at my desk. And, and it's I five o'clock. all day. <laughs> And it's five o'clock. I mean, I, you know, I'm yes. fortunate because there's actually a gym in my building so I can go there. But on a day like today where it's, I can barely see out my window. It's so foggy and I have so much to do that you just don't leave. And I agree with you. Well, I, during the snowstorm last week and I checked my phone and it said I walked 73 steps the entire day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, you know yes. what? This is, this is not a good thing, but it, it does. It, it definitely does happen. So you did write all these prayers yourself. I wrote them myself. I know. I mean, actually, uh, these prayers were given to me. I have to tell you, I was walking up uh, when it was during the pandemic, when on lockdown, and um, and I, I just, you know, I dictate uh, my work. I dictated on an iPhone. I dictated to a human being on the phone. But I'm not a computer person. I'm not sitting down and writing in the computer. I could never do that in a million years. I'm a performer. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, uh, there were just ideas would just come to me. And, and it's, it's saying, well, write about a breakup, write about um, forgiveness, write about when your parents, your father asked for your mother for forgiveness, write about. Um, how to lose an argument and still be okay. How to take God with you in an interview. How to, um, how, what to do when you're feeling burnt out. Write about all the human issues. And then as I wrote stories upon stories, and you read, as you read this book, you'll see it's very filled with challenges, my challenges, uh, other people's challenges. And then I would write a prayer. And the prayer, let's say, would always start, let's say, um, I have this prayer here that says, a prayer for when you're feeling burnt out. So I say, I have been going nonstop. I have lost my boundaries and I feel I'm about to lose myself in the burden of my work. 
I have lost my enjoyment and my creativity. I feel as though I am in a treadmill and I can't get off. Please, uh, see, oh, every prayer starts with owning where you are. Mm -hmm. I'm sad. I'm sorrowful. I'm worried. It is very important that your human part be heard. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to feel ashamed about feeling uh, overwhelmed, feeling burnt out. The power of your being comes in owning how you feel, expressing it. We have all been told to censor ourselves, to stop mm -hmm. expressing ourselves, to where, to judge the hell of ourselves when we feel. I mean, I realized I was judging myself when I feel tired. <laughs> when I feel tired, instead of going, honey, go to bed, turn off your devices. I go, I shouldn't be feeling tired. Why am I tired? Do you ever feel that way? All the time, or, all the time. I, I have the same conversations with myself. You know what? You don't have to, you, you just did all this. Don't turn on that computer. Just yeah. sit down. Go Just to bed. Yeah, put your feet up. Go or to bed. Watch a movie. Watch something funny. What do you watch that's funny? I keep, I've fallen in love. Please, I'm, I'm going to recommend everybody. This English comedian, his name is Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. Joanne, you probably I don't know. I'll find, I'll find him and put him in the show notes. Uh, he's called Snow, uh, Showman. His one-man show is called Showman. I fell in love during the pandemic. I fell in love with him. I would send it nonstop to all my friends. He's on YouTube. You've got tons, tons of uh, uh, of things. And if you know of any other comedians you love, uh, I love, I mean, I have a very particular sense of humor. But McIntyre performs to thousands of people all over England and, of course, the world when he was able to travel. He takes every situation and makes it so funny. And he's a very physical comedian. So you have this prayer here. But you even bring, that's a really good point, because you even bring humor into your prayers. You know, again, I, I, just, I guess God. I just want to, one of the things that, and maybe this is just me projecting when I read the book, is that you know, it, it, being raised as a Greek Orthodox, prayer was very dogmatic and had to be done in just a certain way. And yet in my real life, that's not how I use it either. But you can bring that the humor into what's going on as you're asking for help. Absolutely. You've got to bring the humor. You've got to bring the, I, call, I mean, I bring my Greekness everywhere I go. You know, your <laughs> dynamic energy. I mean, who told us that um, spirituality is serious and intense? I mean, some of the most spiritual things I have felt is when you watch, when people are laughing and are in their joy and in their mirth, and in their in their heart, and that to me is spirituality. That spirituality is not a you know serious heavy duty. Uh, I mean, there's so much stuff about uh, that. Unfortunately, religion has imposed on us. And I was mm -hmm. talking to a very beautiful Indian man. Uh, I was doing his podcast, and he said I turned away from religion because as a little boy I would go into these Hindu temples for hours. And felt it was so boring. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because... You know? <laughs> so, uh, so I want to uh, answer this question when people say, how do you make... You see, we meet, right now in our lives, we miss community. We miss the gatherings, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you do it uh, in, with yourself? So, you know, next time you talk to someone, say, let's, let's FaceTime and let's pray together. 
and just start doing it. You know, just start praying before you go to bed. Write down a prayer, which is, what would you like more of? What would you like to be grateful for? So that to me is everything is prayer. Everything, let it reveal itself to you. But it's, it is like lifting the gate, lifting the, the latch from the gate, you know, where you go inside, the kingdom of heaven is within, and you bond with that inner master, the inner being. We are so addicted to our outer being, mm-hmm. our outer thoughts. And what I have attempted to do in this book is to give you a roadmap to go back inside mm-hmm. and solidify that place inside so that as a practice, as a tool, you're building this inner muscle. So then it becomes like your skin. Like for me now, let's say, if I'm anxious or worried in my, and you feel it in your body, you know, I go light, help me transform this anxiety this worry, is it mine? Is it the world's? Is Mm -hmm. it someone else's I just talked to? Because you don't know. We're all so interconnected. No, I know. And sometimes lately the energy in the world has been so heavy that you do have to stop and say, is this this me or am I just feeling this collective angst? This collective angst. And then you clear it. You go clear cut. You cut the cords, as I say. You literally take scissors and you cut it. And, and of course, movement is amazing. You know, like move your hands around your body. Even now, if you're not driving, move your hands <laughs> up. Feel your hands touching the ceiling. When you go out of your house, make a habit to look up. And and I and I have this beautiful prayer at the end, and it's it's called. Um, uh, it's about timelessness. Hold on, I will just. It says. Um, The prayer is so beautiful. It says, Dear beloved, I feel the pressure and the panic of time going by. I feel that I don't even have time to have a moment with you. And that's what I want to encourage you. Wherever you are, when you're anxious or worried or you're rushing or you are feeling pressure, stop. Stop. Stop for one second. I mean, you have a second. And get connected to your breath. And say, this Greek woman with this other Greek woman told me <laughs> that I can shift this energy. So what the hell? I'm going to try it. And try it. And then please tell Joanne and me, I tried it. I was, you know, spinning down a rabbit hole. I was about to get in an argument. I was getting upset with my kids. And I just took the, the, the mane in my hand of the horse and I said stop it it's the higher energy you want to bring and you want to train your lower nature your lower vibration your lower levels of your brain to get accustomed to come to a new pathway and that is the spirit my friends it's very grounded it's very actual it's very practical so Inside my head, I hear these words all the time. I don't have time. There's no time. Where did the time go? My heart longs to experience a sense of timelessness, to be above time, to know that in the constraints of my mind and the physical world, I can still attune to the universal clock that has a rhythm, a pace, like the river of life that flows and knows its direction. I ask that I may open my mind to know the timelessness of my existence. 
in the midst of my doings, my actions, my to-do lists, and all the demands of my life, I ask that I may move into the rhythm that the universe has so brilliantly and intelligently constructed. Just as the planets turn on their axis in their own time, may I become connected to the divine timing of my life. And it goes on and on. It says, I ask that the peace that reigns all things be reinstated in me right now. And I'm asking for this for all the listeners. I call it forward. So let's call it forward in yourself and allow it to supersede my thoughts and emotions and overtake me as I become more of an observer, less of a warrior. I am grateful for allowing this in my life. I am grateful to know that there is another way. So I ask that day by day I'm redirected to move into the natural flow of my spirit. Thank you. So be it. Well, you know, Agape, I, I think that is just a lovely note to end this podcast on. That was absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. And that, so where can is, people find you? I'm, I'm going to put all the links to everything. Uh, um, yes, people can find me in my website, of course, Agape. Uh, wake up to the joy of you.com. Uh, people can find me at my Instagram, Agape Sees, in Facebook. As I said, I encourage people to, uh, when they get the book, to please uh, recite the, 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 the prayers, if you can, in your social media. Put a picture of the book with yourself or with your stones or in the light or in the trees. Just um, let this become your inner connection that every page is charged for you to go, aha, oh my God, yes, 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 I get it. Yes, and, I uh, highly, I highly recommend either getting the hardcover or um, the, the audio, audio version. Audio too. version, yes. if you'd like to listen to Agape's delightful voice, because you recorded that yourself. I don't know the Kindle would be hard. I don't know about anybody else who reads this, but my hardcover has all sorts of little sticky notes and underlines in there. So I love this chapter, finding the extraordinary, in the ordinary seven chapter, which we all need to do now. You know, not taking things for granted. Uh, you know, chapter 18, the imprisonment of perfectionism, how to let go of perfectionism. So this, you can find something for everything, but make... Uh, it's make the perfect it, book for this time, Agape. It's, it couldn't have come at a better so time. Thank you so much, my darling. Thank you for your loving and your friendship for all these years and, and just your amazing commitment to keep bringing wonderful work out. I just send light to you, to all of you. And stay the course, stay connected, stay receiving, stay asking, stay giving. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetombrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there. Mm